Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 241 of our YouTube channel and podcast. And I cannot be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. Today, we are going to be talking about I mean, I was thinking of uh, some 4th of July type idea, right? And I got really stuck on things that had to do with the number four. And so today we are going to talk about uh, four things that you can do in your financial life for the rest of 2021 uh, that will change the way you look at your finances, that will change uh, your financial life. And they aren't groundbreaking ideas. They are things that you would expect uh, me to tell you that you need to do, but they are simple actions that if you take them, and if you take them in the correct order and do them in the correct way, they will undoubtedly change your financial life for the better over the long term. So we're going to talk about those things and exactly how they can impact your life for the rest of 2021 and obviously beyond. Before we get started, though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good supplemental materials to all the things that I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions and you and I can begin working together, uh, creating financial goals that are specific to your life uh, and then pushing towards those goals and ultimately pushing towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for everyone who watches or listens to this show on a daily basis. So four things that can change your financial life, four actions that can change the way that you deal with finances forever. Uh, this is not really simple to narrow it down to four things because uh, there are a ton of things, a ton of small things that I think that you can do that would change your financial life. And there's a bunch of things uh, that have, I think, you know, in specific situations people need to do that would change their financial lives. But if everyone would do these four things that I'm going to lay out today, uh, we would all be better off. Now, obviously, they have their place. They have their time. Uh, they also have their order. They have uh, the time in which you should be doing them. And some of them you need to be doing uh, forever. You need to be doing in all parts of your financial life. But uh, there are some that are specific to different parts of a financial plan, such as the financial action plan. And we're going to cover where those fall, but we're also going to cover why they are important and why you should be doing them and how they'll change your financial life. So the first thing uh, that will change your financial life if you do it and you do it regularly. And this thing, you do it forever. And that is budgeting and tracking your expenses. Okay. I know it's simple. I know it's a simple concept to just write down, you know, the income that you make, write down all of your expenses, uh, see what you spend money on, to pay attention to what you spend money on, all these different types of things. It seems simple. It seems uh, like something that you don't necessarily need to do, especially once you've done it for a little while. I will admit that it gets easier over time, but it is something that you must always be doing because if you're not tracking your expenses, okay, if you're letting your expenses get out of hand, then you're going to end up in a place where you have less money 
residual income, residual money uh, to decide to invest, to decide to uh, give more, to decide to, uh, you know, spend more on yourself or do whatever you want to do with that money. You'll end up with less residual money, which is not what we want, right? That's going in the wrong direction. We want more residual income, more income that we have choices about. And if we don't track our expenses, then we'll end up with less money in that way. Okay, so we want to make sure that we uh, take care of our money and really pay attention to where our money is going. And we also need to pay attention to where our money is coming from uh, and know that we have enough money to cover the lifestyle that we want to live and to cover the things that we've been trying to do in our financial lives. Okay, so we need to budget, meaning income and all expenses, and I mean all expenses. And then you have to track those expenses. You have to make sure that as those expenses actually occur in your life, uh, that you see that, okay, I've spent this much here and this was the amount that I said I was going to spend, good. Or I spent this much here, this was more than I said I was going to spend, uh, you know, how do I need to adjust my budget? Or this was less than I said I was going to spend, how do I need to adjust my budget, right? Because budget adjustments have to be made and you have to get comfortable with your budget. And I'm not saying you have to be perfect with, okay, we budgeted exactly this and we spent exactly this. But every dollar of your income should have a name. Every dollar of your income should know where it is going at the end of every month because you should tell it where to go and it should uh, be it should be allocated in that particular way. You should have your income set up in a way uh, that it is you know going to go to all these different buckets, your giving bucket, your saving bucket, your spending bucket, right? It is gonna go into the specific areas of those different buckets uh, and that you aren't gonna just uh, be willy-nilly spending your money and not knowing where that income is going to go, okay? So we need to really pay attention to budgeting and tracking our expenses. Now, that's uh, the first thing. It's something that you need to be doing in all parts of your financial life. And I promise you, it will change your financial life because uh, if you just know where your money is going, then you won't be wondering where it went and you'll have money, right? You'll actually have money to do things with. And that changes people's financial lives because most people don't have money to do anything with, uh, which is very problematic. Okay. So budgeting, tracking expenses, that is the first thing that I think can change your financial life. Then the second thing, the second action that you can take, the second thing you can do in your financial life that will make uh, a very profound impact uh, is that you can save for emergencies. You may say, well, of course people need to save money for emergencies. That's quite obvious, Dylan. Why wouldn't you do that? Well, most people don't have $400 for an expense that comes up, right? For some emergency expense, most people don't have $400 set aside that they can just cover that expense in cash, right? Saving for emergencies is a big deal. And it's a big deal for multiple reasons. Uh, but one of the biggest reasons why it's a huge deal is that if you do not save for emergencies and an emergency occurs, which emergencies do occur, right? You are not immune from emergencies. And if you have been thus far in your financial life, then uh, you may just be saving them up for later. But emergencies do occur. And if you don't save up for emergencies, you will be left in a place where you have to borrow money uh, in order to cover your emergencies. And that's not what we want to be doing. We don't want to be borrowing money in order to cover our emergencies. Now, saving for emergencies is not something that you should always be doing uh, in your financial life. It's not something that is necessary to do 
uh, at all parts of your financial plan, right? You should just be doing this at the very beginning. You should build up some small emergency savings. I say one month of expenses, but you know, if you have a good financial plan that you're following that works better, then that's fine, right? But I'm saying one month of expenses after you just budget your income, right? After you're doing that actively, uniquely every single month, right? I want one month of expenses in an emergency fund, and that will be uh, kind of the baseline, right? That's the baseline that is set before we do anything else. And then after uh, we have you know, started putting money into our 401k if it's matched and then paid off all our debt, then we build up that emergency savings up to uh, four to six months of expenses because uh, if you were to lose a job for some extended period of time, we want you to be able to cover your household expenses, specifically your needs and not necessarily your wants, right? Uh, we want you to be able to cover your household expenses and not really feel that that emergency happened to you. You'll know the emergency happened and it's you know going to be costly, but uh, when it's over, you didn't have to go into debt. When it's over, uh, you still have the same life. You didn't have your house foreclosed upon. You didn't have to file bankruptcy. Life just continued on uh, and you just rebuilt your emergency savings and continued on, right? Emergency funds are very, very important for things like that, right? We don't want to be without, we don't want to lose our lifestyle and lose what we have you know, worked to build up to. But if we don't have emergency savings, then it's much easier to lose those types of things. Not to mention, uh, it just feels good to have a lump sum of money setting aside that is just for emergencies that you don't spend on anything else that just uh, will sit there uh, and you know the value of it may go down a bit over time like I've told you before I told you uh, last week you know adding some systematically to it uh, is not a bad idea just in order to combat inflation just a little bit every single year you can add to your emergency fund but it feels nice to have an amount of money that is just sitting there and nothing's happening to it, right? It's not growing. It's not uh, being spent, right? It's money that you have in the bank uh, that you have for a rainy day. It's sitting there just in case something were to happen and you needed it, right? And that is a really good feeling. It's a really good feeling of financial security to have some type of lump sum money like this. And this should be money that gets put in uh, a high yield savings account or a money market account. We don't invest this money. We've talked about this. We talked about this last week uh, for many reasons that we just do not invest this money. It is money that we could need as early as tomorrow and no telling uh, what the market is going to do in a short period of time, right? So we don't invest this money we keep it in cash uh, and we keep it in high yield savings or money market accounts. Uh, and we just allow this money to sit there just in case we were to need it. Right. And again, it just provides a little bit of financial security and it allows us to do other things in our financial life and do them with a lot of aggression and do them with a lot of fervor. Because uh, if we were not to have an emergency savings, right, it would be very, very difficult to decide to invest aggressively. And it would be very, very difficult uh, to decide to give aggressively, right? You would want to uh, have a little bit of money that, oh, let me uh, not give as much. That way I can have some money set aside in case something were to happen this month. Well, you don't need that because you would have an emergency fund. You would have money saved up for emergencies. Now, this will change your financial life for many reasons, uh, but this will provide you a starting block. It will provide you a place that you can begin from, right? You can begin with a little bit of savings, with a little bit of something in the bank, with a little bit of a backstop in case life is to hit. One of the biggest reasons that people don't start is they feel like they can't gain any traction. They feel like they can't get going in any type of way because every dollar that comes in has to go out, 
right? But if you can budget, know where your money is going, right? Have your expenses tracked, start to build a little margin in your budget. You uh, get to a point where you can, you know, build up a little bit of emergency savings. That is a good place to start uh, just in case anything were to happen in your life and you needed uh, to put those savings to work and do something there uh, that would allow you to pay for something in cash that otherwise you wouldn't be able to. And you have to understand that most people don't have emergency savings. Most people don't have a substantial amount of money saved uh, that would allow them to live if they were to lose a job for some particular amount of time, right? And that's problematic, and it makes people rely on uh, you know government programs for things like the coronavirus pandemic. And I'm not saying that all those are bad or anything like that, right? Families are hurting. Families have hurt uh, because of lost jobs. I'm not knocking that. But what I am saying is that if you were to lose a job, if uh, you know you had a, a cancer uh, scare, you had some big medical bills, or you had something that occurred that was unforeseen and very costly, and you had a large emergency fund set aside uh, for those types of things, then it would be far less of a stress, right? Uh, things are stressful enough in life. There's no reason to add dollar signs to them, okay? So saving for emergencies will allow you to not put those dollar signs at the end of those stressful things that may be occurring in your financial life. Now, we budget and track expenses, then we save for emergencies. Those are life-changing things that we can do financially. Then another thing that we can do financially, and I cannot stress this one enough, uh, is that we have to stay out of debt. You have to stay out of debt. Being in debt is one of the biggest reasons that people do not win financially. And if you can just get out and stay out of debt for your entire financial life, then guess what? It's most likely that you are going to win. Why? Because you actually have money. You actually have money uh, that you can accumulate. You'll have money uh, that you can spend on things. You'll have money uh, that you can invest for the future, right? You don't just have to, uh, you know, send everything out of the door in the way of car payments or in student loan payments or credit card payments or whatever. You will actually have some money because uh, you don't owe anyone a dime, okay? So getting out and staying out of debt, I understand that it's hard. It's not easy to get out and stay out of debt, right? I've had these conversations recently talking about uh, car loans and talking about student loans and these types of things. And it's, uh, it's very difficult to avoid, right? The world says that it's normal. The world says that it's easy, okay? But that does not make it right. And it does not make it something that is going to allow you to win over the long term financially. What is going to allow you to win over the long term financially is staying out of debt, building up that emergency savings, budgeting, right? And allowing your uh, income to work for you in a positive manner, not in a negative manner, right? Anytime that you are paying interest, you are on the wrong side of compound interest, okay? Because uh, anything like a student loan or car loan or whatever uh, has compounding interest to it, all right? Especially student loans and credit cards. Those are uh, outrageous when it comes to compounding interest, Okay, credit cards because of their rate and student loans because of how often they accumulate interest. Okay, but that compounding interest, uh, when it is working in a way for debt, right, it is increasing the amount that you are going to have to pay without you know, increasing the principal amount, you're just paying more to the lender, to the bank, to the student loan company, to whomever owns the loan. You're just paying more and more money for no particular reason other than uh, you owe them money. And so they're going to make you pay even more, okay, on top of the principal that you owe them. But we want to have money to grow in the positive way when it comes to compound interest, right? And if we can't stay out of debt, 
then we're never going to have money to grow in the positive way. And that's why people who stay out of debt tend to become very wealthy because uh, they work themselves out of the place of spending uh, money towards compound interest, right? Losing the compound interest battle and they begin winning the compound interest battle. Okay, so staying out of debt is so huge because debt is a strain on our cash flow. Debt takes cash flow out of our pockets. Okay, and if debt is constantly taking cash flow out of your pocket, then what are you going to have money to do? Are you going to have money to save for emergencies? Are you going to have money uh, to invest for your future? Are you going to have money to give? Uh, the answer is maybe not. And maybe so, but definitely less, right? You'll definitely have less money to do all of those things, right? So staying out of debt is one of the biggest things that we can do to make sure that we win financially. I've told people many, many times that if I could tell you just two things to do uh, to win with your finances, just in the simplest form, it would be stay away from debt and save money, right? Uh, that is the baseline for all good personal finance. It is staying away from debt and saving money because uh, ultimately all that we need is to not owe money to others and to have money for ourselves. Okay. And that's staying out of debt and saving money in any way, shape or form. Okay. Uh, but obviously everything is a little more nuanced than that. Uh, everything is a little uh, more specific, a little more detailed. And that's why I, you know, talk on the show every day. Cause otherwise this would be a very short show. I would just say, uh, stay out of debt and save money and you know, good night. Right. But that is just not the nature of personal finance at, uh, its most detailed form. Right. I try to be very detailed with you guys, let you go through all of the specifics, the details, the minutia. Right. But when it comes down to it, if you can just get out, and stay out of debt. And I know it's hard. I know it's hard to get out. And I know it's hard uh, when, you know, your car's getting a little older. It's hard not to look at those brand new trucks or those brand new SUVs or even those slightly used trucks and SUVs that are out of your price range and go, man, I could just, you know, finance that and I could pay it off in five years, six years, seven years. And, you know, I could have me something nice to drive, right? I know it's difficult to reconcile not having something nice, right? But, as I tell you guys many, many times, and it's really when it comes to the debt argument, to the um, you know, debt issue, is that we can either make sacrifices now and have rewards later, right? Or we can try to move our rewards to now via debt, right? But then that forces us to sacrifice later when our cash flow is compromised and we don't have as much money to do the things that we want to do later on. Okay, so I would rather sacrifice now and have money later than try to bring later to today because that's all that debt is doing. Debt is taking something that you could have had later and moving it to today via you borrowing money, right? That's all that debt is doing. You think about companies. And uh, the reason that they take out debt, the reason that companies take out debt is so they can grow faster, right? Well, it's likely they could have gotten to the point that they got to with the debt uh, over time without it, okay? Uh, but they want to take out the debt. They want to take on uh, this financial responsibility, okay? But you're not a company, okay? You are a person. And as much as people say debt works for you and debt can help you and there's good debt and there's bad debt, the only type of good debt is the debt that you paid off, okay? Uh, and all other debt is bad debt because uh, we do not want strains on our cash flow. Now, I tell you all the time that mortgage debt is fine, right? Uh, but 
I also tell you that you should pay off your house early. You shouldn't just pay on the entire mortgage and pay all of that interest. Again, we don't want to be on the wrong side of the compound interest argument, okay? So stay out of debt. So we've got the three things, the three things so far uh, that you can do to change your financial life uh, in the simplest form is to budget and track expenses, save for emergencies, and stay out of debt. And then what is the last thing that you can do to change your financial life ultimately for the better? It is invest systematically and aggressively okay so we want to be investing a lot right so we want to be investing very often and then we also which is systematically right and then we also want to be uh, investing aggressively we want to be putting a lot of money away time and time and time again because most people either don't invest or they invest in uh, ways that they're not really adept to understanding exactly what they're investing in, right? They're investing in their works 401k. Well, they don't know what their investments that they hold within that 401k are, right? They don't know the rules behind the different investing and uh, they don't know how they can get tax breaks and have tax-free money later. They don't know, you know, what capital gains tax is or all these different types of things, right? Which all those things aren't necessarily super important, right? But it's nice to know. It's nice to know uh, the different ways that you can grow your money most efficiently. And that's why I try to teach you guys those things on the show every day. But uh, when we're talking about things that can change your life, investing can change your life. And simple investing can change your life, right? If you just uh, invest, you know, 158, I've, ta- I've talked about this time and time again, $158 a month from age 20 to age 60 and something making 10% annually, like the S&P 500, which it has done historically, you're going to have a million dollars. Now, I'm not suggesting that a million dollars is enough to retire on or anything like that, but you know how many people actually retire with a million dollars? Not many, right? That makes you the top 1% of savers, investors, uh, and individuals in retirement, okay? So investing systematically, even small amounts over time, can do a lot of good for you because it puts you on that positive side of the compound interest argument. It puts you on the positive side where your money is growing systematically for you, right? So if you can find money to invest, you can find money to put away, right? Then you need to be doing so. I tell you in the financial action plan uh, that the first part of investing is if you have an employer match, take it uh, in the third part of the financial action plan because uh, if your uh, employer offers a match, that is free money that you can take. And if we can get our hands on free money, we would love free money. Okay, so that is the first place. And then ultimately, I tell you, after you build up your fully funded emergency fund of four to six months of household expenses uh, to invest at least 15% of your household income monthly for your future, right? I want you to invest for your future. And then uh, after you get your house paid off, then we want to be investing aggressively in everything and anything that we can put our hands on. We want to max everything out uh, in that eighth part, right? Uh, So investing systematically, investing aggressively will allow us to get to somewhere financially that we never thought we could get right? The reason I say systematically and aggressively is because uh, if you just invest systematically and you invest in something that doesn't grow very much, then you're ultimately not going to end up with a huge nest egg, right? Ultimately, we have to make some return on our nest egg, okay? And if you have time, which uh, most of us do, most of us do have time, uh, and many of us far more time than we think to invest, right? If you have time, then uh, investing aggressively is perfectly fine, And when I say investing aggressively, I'm not talking about let's put all your money in Bitcoin. That's not investing, first of all, and that's, uh, you know, not investing aggressively. When I say investing aggressively, I mean 
you know, being very stock heavy, being in the S&P 500, being in small cap stocks, being in mid cap stocks, being in international stocks, right? Being stock heavy and not being uh, just really focused on preservation of capital, focusing on growing our money, right? So invest systematically. That way you can grow your money, right? You can continue to put money away and you can build a good habit of investing for the future, but invest aggressively so your money can grow to the value that you need it to be so that you can live on it later on. Okay. Now, how does this change your financial life? Why is this an important step? Because uh, by investing systematically and aggressively, you can begin to change your future, right? You can do things for the future you uh, that is absolutely huge. Now, like I was saying uh, with staying out of debt, right? Uh, when you go into debt, you're bringing your future to today, but you're making your future more costly, right? But by investing, right? By simply investing systematically and doing so aggressively, you are bringing your today self closer to where you want to be in the future, right? And you're doing so at some sacrificial cost today, right? You're sacrificing some money today. You're investing some money today, which is still your money, but you want to put it away for long periods of time, right? You are investing some money today, sacrificing that money in order to allow it to grow and allow yourself to have money in the future. So you need to invest systematically and invest aggressively. It is so, so, so vital, right? There's a reason that uh, there are people who become millionaires from nothing. And those people are people who are putting money away, actively investing, maxing out their IRAs, putting money in their 401ks, maybe even maxing out their 401ks, right? And allowing that free money, the employer match to accumulate for them as well, right? You need to be investing systematically and doing so will build you a good habit and it will help you to get to where you want to get to. Because a lot of people want to retire early and a lot of people want to, uh, you know, be able to, you know, buy the house that they always dreamed of. And a lot of people want to, uh, you know, be, you know, just sitting on the back porch with uh, their husband or wife or their, their friends and just enjoying themselves, being able to uh, make the most of their retirement life. And if you're not investing systematically today, if you're not investing aggressively enough today, then those things that you want for your future may not be a reality. You may not be able to travel and go on vacations like you want to. You may not be able uh, to buy all the things that you wanted to buy, buy that car that you always thought uh, was really sweet, that old antique or that, you know, sports car that you thought, hey, you know, when I get this amount of money or I, you know, retire, then I'll be able to uh, actually have this to, uh, you know, enjoy and to use for my future. But that isn't going to be a reality if we don't actually do something about it today. Today, we have to be investing. Today, we have to be putting money away. And if you don't put money away today, you won't have anything that you need tomorrow. So, the four things, the four things that you can do to change your financial life, budget and track expenses, save for emergencies, stay out of debt and invest systematically and aggressively. Okay. Now, of course, these all are in line with the financial action plan. How does the financial action plan go? You may ask if you have uh, never heard me go through it before. I'll just give you a quick recap of the steps before uh, we get out of here in today's episode. Okay. So the first part, budget, unique monthly budget. Okay. So that's obviously one part of the things that could change your life. Part two, build one month's worth of expenses in an emergency fund. Okay. So that's safe for emergencies. All right. Three, take your employer match, take that free money. If it's offered That's part of investing systematically. Okay. Four, get out of debt. 
and stay out of debt. So stay out of debt. That is a, uh, another part of changing your financial life. Number five, save four to six months in an emergency fund. So buff that one month up to four to six months of uh, savings in that emergency fund. Okay. So now that's again, saving for emergencies. Number six, uh, invest at least 15% of your income into uh, things that are going to grow for your future or for your child's future or whatever. Right. So that's again, investing systematically and aggressively. Okay. Number seven, pay off your home. Okay, which I didn't talk so much about today, but that really comes uh, with budgeting and tracking expenses and uh, being able to deal with your excess money. Number eight, max everything out. So that's investing aggressively along with systematically. And then number nine, uh, be extremely generous. And that's what all of these things will ultimately allow you to do financially, right? If you do all these things, you can be an extremely generous person. Why? Because you budget and you know where your money's going. So you know that you may have extra money. You save for emergencies. So if an emergency hits, you don't have to stop giving and you don't have to dig into the money that you would give with, right? You stay out of debt. Again, you won't have an expense that would get in the way of you giving. And then if you invest systematically, uh, then you may actually have a lot of money to give one day, right? You actually have money accumulated uh, that you can do some very awesome, awesome things with, okay? So ultimately, all parts of the financial action plan work towards changing your financial life, okay? And ultimately, these four areas that I talked about today, these four things that you can do that you can take action on, right? And you can do it in uh, the financial action plan steps and the financial action plan parts uh, that will allow you to do it in a particular order, right? If you just do those, they will change your financial life. And that's why I set up the financial action plan in the way that I do, uh, because I want your financial life to change. I want your financial life to change for the better. And I want you to be a good steward of the money that you have. And I want you to manage your money in a way that one of these days you have uh, you know, a couple million in the bank, you can retire comfortably, you don't have debt, you're not indebted to a banker or some lender, and you're not, uh, you know, just floundering in your financial life, which a lot of people are. Um, and I just want you to thrive. I want you to become uh, a millionaire. I want you to be abnormal in your financial life. And I want you to build uh, some wealth and end up pushing towards long-term financial freedom. I want you to be financially free to where you have options with your money. And that can mean so many different things for so many different people. And you may feel financially free at different points in the financial action plan. Okay. But I always want to push you towards that next step, towards that next piece of financial freedom. Uh, and then hopefully once you get to that certain level where you're like, okay, I feel financially free. You can continue to push forward, maybe with not as much uh, veracity as you did before, but you will allow yourself to uh, continue working towards the goal of being ultimately uh, a financial independent individual uh, and living on the money that you have set aside for yourself and not having uh, to continually you know, bring in a paycheck and continually uh, work for something. Uh, you will be financially independent. You won't rely on anybody for money and that is a great place to be and that's what I want the financial action plan to push you all into. So thanks for watching this video. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good supplemental materials to all the things that I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just go to any of the major social media sites and DM 
me, tell me that you're interested in financial coaching, and we can begin working together, uh, creating financial goals that are attainable for you and your family, and then ultimately pushing you towards long-term financial freedom. So tune in tomorrow as I continue talking about personal finance topics that I think can be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. So thanks for tuning into this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. God bless.